0: Hi, this is Caitlin Lopensky, and today I'm here with one of my good friends, Ziv Galpaz. Just a disclaimer, the sound is going to be kind of weird because I don't have any equipment whatsoever. I'm just recording this on my phone, and we're sitting in our backyard, socially distanced, of course. And yeah, I haven't seen you in like five months, so yeah, how are you doing? I'm really good. I am kind of like fed
1: up with quarantine at yeah. this point, but I'm doing really good. How are you?
0: I'm pretty good. I know I just really wanted to talk to you on this platform because we've been friends now for about a year and I know that something that really makes you who you are is your culture and the fact that you are a Jew and just with everything that's been going on recently and how you're such an activist on social media, I just wanted to get your perspective on a few things. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking talk to you about this. I'm, I'm looking forward to spreading my knowledge and,
1: uh, yeah, kind of getting a conversation out of it.
0: Yeah. So can you just tell me about, like, how Judaism has shaped who you are? Yeah, so I was born in Israel. Um,
1: I moved to the U.S. when I was two years old. And I've been raised in a very Jewish-Israeli household. My whole life I've been celebrating. Um, Passover, Hanukkah, all the holidays, and it's really like shaped uh, who I am. My family friends have always been um, other Israeli or Jewish families. I went to Israeli preschool. I really have just grown up in the culture. Um, I'm in a relatively secular household, so we aren't awfully religious, but it does come from more of a cultural standpoint of how much um it really means to my family. Um, But it's really shaped me in the fact that um, and I'd say in the past few years that I realized that um, I'll always be a minority in the US Um, I am white, but I will never be considered a white person or even be seen as other whites in the US So I kind of realized that instead of trying to just be more and more American and trying to be someone I'm not to kind of realize that like this is part of who I am um, my you know my ancestors survived holocausts and tons of genocides um for me to be here today so it's kind of been like a way of almost like preserving the past and making sure that like I'm aware of what can happen because there's been a genocide against Jews in every single generation um since ancient times so it's almost like making sure it doesn't happen again and just kind of like being proud of my culture because there's so little Jews in the world. We're only 2% of the entire world. Um, so, you know, making sure that like, I'm aware of just how special I am to be a Jew.
0: Well, yeah, I I was doing some research and just seeing that Jews are the smallest, like it's a very small population and yet so much conflict has risen out of it. It's, I, I don't, I don't know. How do you feel about just this prejudice that comes with it?
1: Yeah, so like you said, Jews are only 14 million. There's only 14 million Jews in the world out of about 8 billion people. So taking such a small group um, that used to be bigger, it used to be closer to 20 million Jews, but because of the Holocaust, um, it's no longer that size. But it's they've always been the scapegoats to everything. When there's a pl- problem, it's always blamed on the Jews. and as much as I wish it won't be like that um, in the future and when I have kids that it won't be that way, um, it still will. It will always be that way. And um, But what I can do against this prejudice and what so many other Jews and uh, Israelis and people who are of Jewish descent do about this is just speak out about it. Um, and, you know, the prejudice, it's always going to be there. It's often downplayed or said that it's not really big deal or because a lot of people, a lot of Jews are white, but that's not the majority. So you can't just like walk on the street and someone to know you're Jewish necessarily, even though there are some features that are identified with being Jewish, but still um, there's no like distinct way to tell someone's a Jew. So like it's often downplayed that it's not as big of a deal, but it still is alive and well. Anti-Semitism is everywhere. Um, Schools, college campuses, stores neighborhoods protests everywhere um so it's really hard to like at first to like grasp that and see that the whole world is kind of like against you that in activism you're not included in you know in history books you're not included for just as long as other persecuted groups that you are going to be a minority within the minorities um but you just kind of learn like like i said earlier that um like we're such a small group of people and we have to continue to constantly educate people and constantly like do what we can do to make sure that we don't get to the point that we were 80 years ago because time repeats itself if it's not taught so making sure that we are informing people and like like i was actually talking to my dad about this right before you got here um how for once it seems that the world is really noticing Mm anti-semitism and um i was watching that the view uh the host of the view uh finally like spoke out about it and i was like that's the first time i've ever really heard a talk show talk about Mm anti-semitism and i was like that's kind of crazy because about almost every other um big uh Racism or sexism or any type of that, not to be controversial, it's talked about very, very quickly. Um, and no one's hesitant to talk about it uh, on you know a wide media platform. But then when it comes to anti-Semitism, it takes a lot, a lot of incidents and a lot, a lot of advocating for there to be talk. Even we're not asking for change, we're not asking for anything really, we're just asking for awareness and for people to, yeah see that it's here, it's alive and well, it's growing. Um, A New California study said that 58% of hate crimes in California, in the US alone, are to Jews. And Jews only make up 2% of the the United States. So it's just kind of like, um, it's a little disheartening at first to see that so many people aren't aware of it or don't support it because then they feel like they're supporting maybe Israel and they might not support Israel but then again a lot of that comes from not enough information a lot of uh, politics are involved in all of that but again like back to your question of like, how do you deal with the prejudice it's really just you just kind of like learn to take it and be like you know like that's how it is like you just need to learn how to go against it you know advocate make sure you talk about it make sure you inform people. Like I see people anytime they'll post something anti-Semitic, I'm like, Hey, do you understand what you're saying? And majority of the time people don't, people aren't really aware of what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, they're just kind of going along with what other, what other people are saying or what other people are posting. And then that kind of leads to the anti-Semitism that we face today. It's just mainly from a lack of ignorance, really not yeah. from, uh, necessarily people really being anti-Semitic. It's just lack of, ig- lack of information. Um, So advocating, I'd say, is for sure, and informing people is for sure the way to go at it.
0: Well, the main reason that I wanted to talk to you today this way is because I wanted you to be able to share your story Mm -hmm. because I know that, well, I mean, as journalists, it's hard for us to really show bias on anywhere where we can get any sort of traction because we can't show bias whatsoever. And I mean, this isn't really bias per se. It's more just revealing who we are as people through our experiences. So can you just tell me about an experience that you faced that has really resonated with you? Yeah, so for me, I would say
1: um, I've faced multiple anti-Semitic experiences in my life, um, but I'd say like there's two that really stick out, um, or three I'd say. And I'd say the first time I really realized like there was something like different about being Jewish is uh, when I was in around fourth grade, and I got to school, and like some kids, we were talking about like they were like they asked me like, "Are you a Jew?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they were, and I was like, "How do you know?" And he was like, "You have a big nose." And I went home that day, and I just kind of like was thinking about it, and I was like um, a little bit like annoyed and hurt that like people were just like kind of deciding who I was based on like the way I looked. Um, And then at that time, I was really, 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 like, a closeted Jew, you could say. Like, I did not act Jewish. I did not reveal to anyone I was born in Israel. I didn't talk about being Jewish. I didn't talk about any of the holidays I celebrated at home because I was scared. Um, I was scared that people wouldn't want to be my friend or I was scared that people's parents are, like, anti-Israel or something like that, and they would take it out on me. And that's probably the first time I really kind of realized, um, that being Jewish is almost like a chore, um, at the start that's how I felt. Um, and I'd say till like 7th or 8th grade, I kind of hid it, like only my really close friends knew. Um, it was not a part of my identity, um, but then I joined a youth group, a Jewish youth group, and I really realized, like, being Jewish is such a special thing, and why hide it? You know, if I'm hiding it, I'm part of the problem. And yeah, and I'd say probably one of the next and like things I kind of faced was um, when I was in eighth grade, uh, I was at a Jewish uh, organization convention and we were told we, under no circumstances, are we allowed to give our address. Even our parents, no one could know the address of the the event. And at first I was like, okay, like why? And then they were like, because of all the anti-Semitic experiences going on right now. And um, it was because at another convention, um, they had gotten death threats uh, from multiple people because it was a Jewish organization, and I would say that kind of really hit me like I'm going to something that should be about you know it's about peace and it's about sisterhood and brotherhood and being together and all, and yet we are in the we're in fear that people are gonna come and like you know want to kill us just because we're Jews. I'd say another experience I had, I went to a, I'd say this one probably resonated with me the most, is I went to a farmer's market um, in, in uh, Alameda, up in the East Bay. And I saw a group of people standing at the farmer's market with posters saying, gas all the Jews, uh, kill all the Israelis. Gosh. They are uh, colonists of Palestine. They, you know, they should have died in the wars. Um, they have no right to be here and that's that was last year and that really 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 stuck with me um because like yes again i don't support everything the israeli government does but it is my home and that's where that's the only place in the world jews can actually go home and be safe at and hearing someone say that just because i'm an israeli just because i was born there um and a jew that i deserve to die that i was deser- that i deserve to have been gassed um was hard and this is in a very liberal city uh a farmer's market um a place that's usually with the nicest type of people there um and then getting that and seeing that and that's what some people are telling you um it hurt a lot um because like I I understand anti-semitism but seeing that was really really hard um yeah I'd say that's really like my big problem with anti-semitism is a lot of people speak on it um, and kind of conflate Judaism with the Israeli government. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, I support, uh, this can be controversial, but I do support the land of Israel because I do believe that every other religious group has a homeland. Every other ethnicity has a homeland, but Jews don't. So I do believe um, we do deserve to have one. Um, But again, I don't believe with everything the majority of the things the government does. I don't believe with a lot of the annexation. I don't believe with a lot of it. But I don't think saying kill the Israelis and gas the Jews and that is appropriate. And I also don't appreciate when people define what anti-Semitism is to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a long conversation with a girl at school, actually, who was telling me how it's not anti-Semitic to be anti-Israel. And... I told her it's not anti-Semitic to be anti-Israel government, but, it's not, but it is anti-Semitic to be against the land, of, against Jews having a homeland, because that's what the definition of like Zionism is. It doesn't matter where it is, but Jews having a homeland. And I'd say that's the thing that I appreciate the least, is when non-Jews decide for Jews what anti-Semitism is and what it isn't. So.
0: The main word that's sticking out to me right now, and you've said it yourself, is ignorance. Yeah. And everybody else who I've talked to, like, well, we're working on a project, you and I together, about Jewish experiences in our community and at our school. And everybody that I've talked to have said that everything comes from a place of true ignorance, not exactly hatred. It's just the matter of not knowing. So I just want to say thank you for educating me on this because I feel like without having... Your information and I I wouldn't know anything about this Mm -hmm. just because Yeah, I've like a professor that I talked to he said that um, we Don't hear anything about the Jews in our textbooks because it's just complete. It's been completely wiped out of our curriculums Nobody knows why I mean it might come from a place of prejudice. It might just come from you guys being such a small population But yeah, just, it's mainly ignorance, so thank you for just sharing everything, and I just wanted to capitalize on that all of this is happening in the wake of this new Black Lives Matter movement, just Mm -hmm. the second coming of it, and I've noticed a lot of parallels, so would you mind just, like, touching on that, just... And also, has this movement given you the strength to speak out about your own experiences? Yeah, for sure. Uh, with
1: this movement, um, it's definitely changed my views on a lot of things. Um, it's also brought both amazing things, I'd say, to Jews, but also a lot of bad. Um, the One of the Black Lives Matter marches that was organized, I think, in Washington, D.C., um, explicitly said, everyone can attend, but Trump supporters, Zionists, Jews, and um, I think KKK members, and to me it was kind of like you're fighting fire with fire. Um, why are you turning one uh, oppressed group to another? And that's kind of where it kind of like it kind of took a, an interesting turn to in me because I was like, am I supporting like the leaders in this group, or am I supporting the cause because um, I hundred percent support like Black Lives Matter and that right now it is the priority um but I didn't appreciate um the way that was you know handed out because these people are saying we're fighting racism um but then they're adding racism to it I I understand no Trump supporters I understand no KKK because those are hate groups but um Jews we we're just the hated ones we want to be here we want to help support and like, so many of my Jewish friends, we all spoke out about it, like, we advocated, we posted, we donated so much, um, we signed petitions to make sure that, um, like, the George Floyd cops got arrested, and Breonna, Breonna, Breonna Taylor, all of that, but then, um, at the same time, by this organization, the leaders of Black Lives Matter didn't support us, so it was kind of, like, a conflicting view. Um, And then also it was kind of like awakening me like do people speak up for us when we have these things like there was last week a guy was stabbed in carson city just because he was wearing his star of david or two days ago a guy was in miami was shot outside of his synagogue three times just for praying um and last year when 14 people were killed in at their place of worship people spoke out about it for two days but then it was kind of gone and no celebrities talked about it no no one was reposting it no one was saying their names no one was even like talking about it and then it was just kind of like are we lesser than are we less important are we um like why why is this happening not to take any light out of the black lives matter movement but also just kind of like raising an eye to the fact that you know, us as Jews are experiencing a lot of the same things, and that's why we need to band together the fight, this together, but we shouldn't be pitted against each other, and also that if you're going to be an activist, you have to support everyone. You can't pick and choose who you're going to act, who you're going to be an activist for. Um, I saw so many people who've never posted in their lives on their stories, posting and posting and posting about Black Lives Matter, and LGBTQ rights, and Uh, Me Too movement and all that, and yet not a single thing about Jews. Again, not taking light from those movements because I full-heartedly agree in those movements, and I think, you know, we need those rights. But at the same time, uh, if you're going to activate so strongly for those organizations, you have to include Jews in your activism because we are no different than all the other groups. Um, We might be more different in the fact that we're smaller, that we – have been annihilated in almost every single generation but in the fact that we also how ran away from our like our homes uh, that we're also scared to walk in the street with any resemblance of our religion that we're that when we go to our place of worship we're met with the same amount of security as you would have at the pentagon that's just like um like a little bit of like what i've kind of reflected on from this uh uprising which at the same time it's like uh, it's finally like, people are speaking up and our generation is going to be so different than all the others yeah. because they're really we're not standing behind necessarily political parties but we're standing behind ideas and that gives me a lot of hope for our country um but at the same time it really scares me because i see that a lot of people aren't including jews in our in their activism and that's almost the form of anti-semitism is not including us it's being ignorant or just being that you don't find it nearly as important so at the same time I'm really really excited to see what our generation accomplishes but at the same time I'm really really scared um, that it won't be a place that I'm included that it Mm -hmm. won't be a place that me as a Jew or an Israeli can safely say that I identify as Jewish and that I hold dual citizenship to the U.S. and Israel
0: well so I guess the simplest way to put it is how can we help how can we stand behind you people who are not jewish people who but people who do believe in your representation how do we how can we be there for you yeah so i'd say
1: even the smallest thing like reposting a post it's so easy just click the send button and say post your story i we all know how to do it it's not something that takes a lot of effort even just doing that makes makes me so happy to see The first time I saw a non Jewish person post, like I've been posting about this for a good month, I would say, and only about a week ago I started people really I saw people start to speak up about it. Um and I right away like DM'd them and I was like, Thank you so much for speaking out about this But I was like I shouldn't need to do that. Like I shouldn't need to send personal messages to every single person I see because it's only six of them. But then now I'm finally seeing people like really stand up to this and even just reposting about it, um, informing yourself, reading about um, the history of Jews, um, especially when we're... And also, like, if you want to be a supporter of, um, you know, also, like, informing yourself on the Israel-Palestine conflict because that's often uh, tied into Jews. Um, Informing yourself on that and kind of taking your stance on it based on the knowledge and not just based on what the media shows because um, I even personally saw that and like I I can say I personally like wasn't a huge supporter of Israel as a Jew for a while but then I kind of realized like I'm only seeing what one side of the media shows um not the whole picture and I think just seeing the whole picture not just from one bias because then you really see that it's such a complicated situation from all from both sides and the, both people really just want peace in the end um and don't want to be tied to their governments, I think that's a really, really big step. Um, Reading about it, informing yourself about it, not just posting things based on what your friends post. I think that's a really big one. Um, And showing you're you're there for Jews. Um, When we have our, you know, when we unfortunately face, you know, those tragedies, reposting about it, spreading their names, getting people to see this is a big problem in the U.S., um, I have had this conversation with a couple people who said that all the antisemitism we face comes from the right. And I was like, it, a lot of it does, but it comes from all sides. Um, it comes from a lot of left organizations, it comes from a lot of right organizations, it comes from everyone. But just a, trying not to say blame it on one group and say they're the only ones projecting this antisemitism is a really, really bad way. Um, to spread awareness because it's coming from both sides, it's coming from everywhere. So making sure that you're informing yourself on, uh, on like the history of Jews, reposting, um, spreading awareness to what's happening, informing yourself on the Israel-Palestine conflict if you want to speak up about it. Um, and I'd say mainly just not blaming one group for it, um, taking ownership that it's a problem everywhere, and being you know just like fighting it just like we fight everything else.
0: So repost, educate yourselves, and show compassion. Thank you so much for this. This has been amazing just talking to you. And Is there any final things that you want to add to tell Um, everyone? No, I I think I'm
1: good. If you ever want to talk about this or you want information, um, I'm always here to talk about it. And if you need information, I will try to give my least biased view on it. Um, I am more than happy to talk about it, inform people on it. If you have any questions, I'm here to help. Um, I really hope I didn't come off as, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, uninformed or, you know, racist or anything like that. Uh, I really apologize if
0: I did. But, um, yeah. Well, thank you. And I hope that everyone is doing okay during this difficult time. And so just being there for each other is what really is going to get us through this. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you.